this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello. I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going! Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters Friday. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. The Sour Hour is meant for the serious brewer. The Sour Hour may contain some seriously funkified content. The Sour Hour is not for the faint of heart. So exercise some damn discretion, would you please? Sheesh. And now, here's the Sour Hour with Jay Goodwin. that time again back on the sour hour on the brewing network i'm your host jay here with scott hey scott oh, hello at the brewing network studios in downtown concord no bevo today what's bevo doing bevo is out in rhode island for the national homebrewers conference oh are they still calling it didn't they change it's homebrew con like homebrew con yes yeah and bna 14 this is the 14th anniversary party that will be, I believe it's to uh, to cap off the conference, the yeah. last party of the thing, which I don't, is that, <laughs> I don't know that, because it used to be the kickoff party. For a lot of years there, it was one of the first part, well, one of the first nights, or the first night. Mm-hmm. Now they're doing it on the last night, because I just, they want to, they want to just wreck everybody going into, like, work on Monday morning. Correct. Thanks a That's lot. That's good, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hope uh, all you homebrewers out there are having a good time, and pro brewers out in uh, Rhode Island for... Homebrew Con and BNA 14. Wow. Doesn't Homebrew Con sound like, you know, there was a, a really, like a shyster store opened up and just stole everyone's money and then bounced? It was the big Homebrew Con of 2019. <laughs> I'm just thinking it's like, it's not close enough to Comic Con to quite right on that coattail. Right. Same thing with like the, the, opening, ga- the opening gala uh, mm-hmm. for San Francisco Beer Week suddenly became the opening gala. God's looking up. Gala versus Gala. Gala. Uh, what does the What does the robot say? Gala. Boom. Mm-hmm. Gala. There's no. Depends gala. how happy it is. Yeah, you know? super gala. If it's no happy, happy. Gala. Is a definition of gay also. Scary. Yeah, I, I I know that. <laughs> it's super gay. I've had I had a gay whole time every time I went to the gala. Good. Gala. Huh? Yeah. yeah. Cool. This is the sour hour. <laughs> Thank God for the added button. No, we're leaving all that. <laughs> uh, we're doing a Q&A show, in case you couldn't tell. Uh, it's a question and answer gala. Gala. Uh, if you want to be a part of this, join us in the chat. Although we're not look, we're not monitoring it, I don't think. No, because Bevo's, Bevo's not here. 
but do it in the future. Email us, feedback, Scott, at thebrewingnetwork.com, jay at thebrewingnetwork.com. Watch us, thebrewingnetwork.com slash TV. Listen live at the Brewing Network app. Search BN Mobile on your search things. Subscribe and leave feedback on Apple Podcast, and we'll read some of those reviews when you get a chance to do that. Yeah. Uh, we have another beer open. Yeah, we do. From Springdale. This beer is amazing. Jack's Abbey's Sour Arm. So I don't good. know if that's how they would like it described, but that's how I'm describing it. Friends in Merlot Places. Very clever. It's very, very good. Terrific take beer. a sip instead of talking. Speaking of, yeah, speaking of, we had a wine beer hybrid question on the last show. Remember that mm. they were asking if we thought, or if you thought that was the future, you mm-hmm. know, or one of the one of the futures of mixed fermentation mm-hmm. beer, wine beer hybrids? Well, if they all tasted like this, it would be. This reminds me a lot of, like, somewhere right in between supplication and consecration. Interesting. It's a little more tannic than supplication. It's good. Yeah, it it's has really a, good. it has a sort of currenty vibe mm-hmm. of consecration, but it's not as big as consecration. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that's spot on. Hey, it's almost like you know what you're talking about. That's actually spot on. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, we're gonna do some more questions. Let's do it. And these questions brought to us by one of our great sponsors, Doctor Lambic and his team at SourBeerBlog.com, as well as Mellow Mink Brewing. Check them out. Check out the articles on Sour Beer Blog. Great written resource devoted (laughs) off to a hot start. (laughs) Devoted to teaching you how to brew and blend sour beer at home. And now the Sour Beer Blog crew is opening up a new brewery and taproom in central Pennsylvania. Check them out, Mellow Mink Brewing at mellowmink.com. What's going on with our boy? Oh, Bart is, we're we're still six-handed. We're still six-handed. He is short-stacked. Yes, he is six of six. Like, relative... What is it? Uh, so he has like 18 big blinds. Who's fifth? Yeah, good question. I, I don't know. Pro- probably like 25, I would guess. Okay. There's not a huge... Uh, That's nothing. No, no. Nothing. Not from, from point... Yeah. Now, from like six to first, is probably like 70 big blinds for first. So 50. just quickly, you're... So put yourself in his shoes right now. Sorry, poker talk on the Sour Hour. Yeah, thank you. So uh, a little, talk, a little I, bit of context. Got I it. talk about the Sour Hour on Stone's Live. I just yeah, want you to know. know so yeah. it goes both ways. So... Uh, your buddy, is Bart Hansen, yeah, yep. is in this tournament. Yes, at the World Series of Poker, and winner of this particular tournament gets million dollars, million dollars mm-hmm. in the bracelet. Yep, and he is in the final six. Yes, of over five thousand two hundred to start. Boom. Boom, and he's already cashed how much? One hundred ninety-six thousand locked up. All right, so your short stack at this point, eighteen yes. big blinds. What is your? Just briefly give me the elevator pitch on what is your strategy at this point you open jam if you're going to play a pot we're going to open rip it all in right so there's mm-hmm. no like raise a little bit there's no just call you're going to shove your whole stack in if you're playing so worst case scenario you're stealing blinds right and best case scenario you get a double up yeah double or even triple that would be an amazing scenario where two people call you and probably you'll a side pot because yeah. then they would be head-to-head. Yes, exactly. But yeah. you would be in, probably not in terrific shape if that happened, because that would mean, like, you go all in. Unless you're, call- unless you're fat pre-flop. You're, like, ace-king. Sure, aces. yeah, if you have aces, yeah. sure. But, like, think about what would have to happen. Like, okay, you have aces, and you go all in. Somebody calls you. And then somebody behind them who yep. just witnessed an all-in and a call over calls. At best, you're, like, what, 38% or something? 40%, yeah, yeah. With, with two aces. Yeah. And that would be with two aces. So, uh, he's, you know, you never know. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he could get himself a double-up. You do that a few times, steal the blinds. Who knows, man? Great. And worst-case scenario, 196000 locked yeah. up. Keep living. Living your best life. Go Bart. All right. Questions. Gus Chambers is asking uh, specifically about 
Well, he's asking about Rosalaire from Wais, which is a, a, a very popular mixed mm-hmm. pitch, right? Yep, yep. He's asking if THP is common with that particular strain. He says, I'm curious you know, how much experience you have with those strains used in that blend. And maybe a more general question, is there a correlation between THP production and specific pitches? Boy. I'm going to think about that for a second while Scott looks up poker results. Um... Not that I've found. I know we found at, at different times off flavors correspond to certain single strains, but Rosalera, to be honest, I don't have that much experience with. So I think more of what you're going to be getting is just you're just generally in, encountering THP with the Rosalera blend. I don't know if he I, – these are all from, by the way, Milk the Funk, the Facebook page. Which is a little different from the Q&As we usually do, where there's like an email and a lot of context. So without context, I would say as a home brewer, you're probably just encountering too much oxygen in your process. That's just speculation, but to be honest, it's more likely than not. Not your fault, just it's such a little amount of beer for how many transfers you have to do so it's just it's it's tough so it's more likely to be oxygen exposure than the than the yeast oxygen exposure in the in the presence of brett lacto pdo especially brett rather than just rosalaire right on its own so just keep keep an eye on your headspace keep an eye on if you have like try to get some co2 in, integrated into your transfers and uh yeah i haven't seen personally too much correlation with specific strains on thp thank you uh gus Thanks, let's gus. go on to hmm i'm not sure that you have any thoughts on this john Sherrod. thoughts on everything scott <laughs> you don't know what's going on up here thank god for that <laughs> john Sherrod asks using yogurt to sour wort on a commercial scale mm-hmm yeah. So here's so let me. This is a Ben Ben Woodward chiming in. We do this. He says five gallon buckets going into ten barrel turns of skim yogurt from a local dairy. Yeah, plenty of brewers do this. Uh, best resource for the. I mean, probably milk the funk is the best resource for this. But uh, there is a great PowerPoint slide that's for some reason available if you just Google it uh, in the Portland Craft Brewers Conference. Three Portland breweries now no longer with us the commons breakside brewing and gigantic brewing all went over their separate processes and if i'm remembering correctly uh, ben love from gigantic brewing uh, who i just saw at firestone great beers he was doing the yogurt if i'm not mistaken and it was like you know a couple 48 ounce things of nancy's organic probiotic yogurt yep. you know, into the uh, kettle it works. It's scalable. Um, I know I was just down with um, working with another brewer. I, I'm not sure if I have full permission to say who it is. So I'll just say that. Vinny Chillers. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Very, yeah, every answer is just Vinny. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it made very good beer, very good quick sour beer, let's call it. What he did was um, he did uh, hot into the fermenter with the yogurt. So instead of like a full kettle sour, it's like a lactic fermentation that falls over the, the falls in temperature um, and rises in acidity over a day or two or whatever, and uh, then pitches you know regular yeast into it and then makes whatever beer that's going to be. So that's not it's not it's still active lacto, so you got to be careful where that goes. 
finishing up the uh, Ben Woodward's uh, response here, where he you know he said he does this. He says they he calls the uh, the series cultural divide and we finish with all kinds of fun things we find locally adjuncts and stuff uh the yogurt works like a champ he says clean as a whistle so yeah, yeah you're, you're, I, you're I think a lot, a lot of people are using that. it well mm-hmm. um some people are not all right <laughs> what, was, what was our guy's name in the first show <laughs> like jay the kettle sour hater or something oh Which jay is not hates true. on kettle sours too much so i can never tell like this is that kind of thing where it's like you're insecure about what other people say about you kind of thing it's like Hey, like, are they talking about me? Do they like me? Right. No, no, I'm not. I don't feel that way in general. But for kettle sours, I can't tell if people are like messing with me, and I'm coming off like I hate on kettle sours because I really feel like I'm representing a neutral position. Right. It's you, you, a hard you, style to execute. There you go. There you go. Hating on it again. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just like as hard as uh, the the barrel age. But you have less time to, you know, worry. It's just like, boom, is it re- it's ready. And I think maybe there's even, I don't know, maybe there's more pressure to really, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. There's just, most hours, more problems. Jay, don't give a F. Just don't. You do give a F about hats. You wear them a lot. Josh Hambright is asking <laughs> what size hat you wear. Josh, you know that. Josh's great. Uh, Serious question. Brewer friend from uh, Central State. And uh, yeah, I think we both have very large heads. Shout out to Corey King, who also has a very large head. <laughs> we have trouble. Hey, it's hard to get a good hat. I have a small head, and it's equally as hard. Is that right? Yeah, very hard. M- m- I'd rather, I'd rather be you than me. I can't even try, like, 95% of hats. It's just like, I can just look at it and be like, no, that's not, not even the style. Just like... I can tell because the style, you know, there's like there's like the flat bill. Is it like traditional baseball cap? Is it like the new like five panel kind of cool hat? And I just look at how big the what I'll say like dome area is, and if it's not like real big, hmm. it's not going to work. Now, did you have a big head before you started doing this show? No, you no, of course not. Head, no, it's yeah. always yeah, can't even fit through the door. <laughs> what do you think about <laughs> stickers being left on the bill of hats? Strongly against it. Yeah, strongly. As someone who used to buy, like, as I was a kid with a smaller head, uh, cool new baseball hats, it's like the first thing I wanted to just have it clean all the way around, go backwards like Ken Griffey Jr., have the MLB logo on the front, and mm-hmm. then the team logo on the back, looking like a boss. Yeah. Left-handed in the Home Run Derby <laughs> at Fenway Park, Jack City. You remember it pretty well. It's obviously left an impression those on you. Are, those are my 80s. Those don't are, ask me about, those ba- are your salad don't ask me about who like, anyone is now, but yeah, that was it. Ken Griffey Jr., Daryl Strawberry, that era. Daryl. <laughs> Here's one. Daryl. Here's one more important question before you go to break. From Max Myers, it's Wednesday afternoon in Isla Vista. Yeah, do you go to class or do you get pictures at Geo's? You know the answer to that, Matt. I yeah, mean, we go I'm to, obviously we go to the hungover hall, of from, from being, you know, so the only off night is Monday in Isla Vista. Yes. Because every other night has like the, well, I don't know how it is now, but like, it was like, this is where you go on that night. And I would say if there was a study hall night, it was probably Tuesday night. Wednesday was OTT. Thursday was downtown because you get the like shuttle. Bill's bus. Bill's bus. 
And then the rest of the weekend is just like DP parties. Parties, yeah. And then day party on Sunday. That's, that's so true. Yeah. And, if you're ta- was, and then Monday. It was as, the only night that didn't have a thing. As my buddies used to say, it's like, if they're taking a night off, Monday is like, no, nah, I think I'm going to chill. I'm just going to like get two forties and smoke a blunt <laughs> and watch a movie. <laughs> Seriously. That was, that was the off night. It's like, yes, that was chi- That it's was like, no, nah, I think I'm going to stay in and get like, grab a couple forties and like, I'll, I'll rub a blunt. We can like watch uh, old school. <laughs> oh, the, those are the Scott days, and I both man. went to UCSB. So we both know this very well. Those were the days. And Scott's going on his bachelor party this weekend mm-hmm. with some, uh, Santa Barbara buds. Some of those homeboys yeah. for sure. And we might be having forties and smoking blunts, you yep. know? Yep. 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 Yeah. Legal in California. That's everyone. absolutely right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. More beer Break. questions coming up. Shout yeah, out to Illinois, comments. who uh, the governor just signed the bill to make marijuana legal. So happy days for all you. We're really making progress here in the States. I don't really smoke, but yeah. uh, I, you know, anyway. Yeah, no, cool. Democratic debates tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, I love that. I, this is my Getting political thing. here. My favorite thing is, uh, is like, uh, we've decided tobacco is evil and weed is fantastic. I don't smoke cigarettes, but Problem. that seems a little weird to me. It's all right. Problem for me. <laughs> yeah, totally. E-cigarettes now banned in San Francisco. Wonder they're doing all... work. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Uh, all right. We should probably take a break so we can smoke a cigarette. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We'll be right back on the Sarah. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Sour Hour Q&A show. When we go to back to break, Scott, remind me, let's rehash that conversation. With the computer thing? Yeah, yeah, we'll do. No, specifically Mortal Kombat. Well, MK? Yeah. You're right. Get over here! I was Scorpion always. I love Scorpion. That was my guy, too. It's like, I am Beyonce always. I am Scorpion yeah. always. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Scorpion. So every now and then I'd go Sub-Zero, but Scorpion was the go-to. Yeah, it's just like, I felt like the... The rope, the get over here rope get with the here. whatever snake at the end, scorpion, uh-huh. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> if you were on top of your shit, that was the more effective move. Also, easier to do than the than the yes. The does Sub Zero say something when you did the Hadouken freeze? <laughs> uh, no, no, yeah. No, there were not every move had a sound effect. Yeah, which is a shame because Hadouken is like one of the greatest Hadouken. words of all time. Oh, that wasn't really the that's one. Like from, that's from, that's the, from the, movie. the movie. Yeah. There By the way, no... ooh, uh, speaking of things we can't play, uh, <laughs> I know <laughs> the yeah. music from Mortal Kombat, the movie. Dun 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 dun. Oh, baby, yeah. Is this what we're looking for? I don't even care if this makes the show. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to how sick this is. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. I know this one. 
about that song. Oh, man. I own that soundtrack. It was just that. Yeah, man. I can't believe I didn't know immediately what that was when you said it, because I've heard that a thousand times. Oh, yeah. All right, more questions. Good times. Yeah. All right. Back to q and I know you're going to be playing that on your bachelor party this weekend now. <laughs> Those guys would love it. Yes. Sure. <laughs> just like, don't say anything. Just put it on the speaker system. Everyone. Just like, whoa. Totally. It's a throwback. dance party. 12 dudes <laughs> yeah. dancing with each other. Ken Cleary says, I have two barrels that have uh, a holding solution of potassium metabisulfite, your old mixture. Mm-hmm. He said, I previously had sours in them. I want to add fresh wort to sour. Anything I should do with the barrels prior to inoculating with bugs besides a thorough rinsing? Super thorough rinsing. Like, boiling water, be safe. Brewing network in the rare barrel room. I have no responsibility for any scorches. Mortal Kombat. (laughs) Finish him. Yeah. Um, That's the homebrewer's move in Mortal Kombat. He he dumps boiling wort on you. Yeah. Yeah. you can strip it out. You could you could dump that, refill it with a citric acid solution, which is more mild. Maybe that'll seep out uh, the pores a little bit. But essentially, I think you need to, like, if it's been in there for a while, you need to kind of change the temperature of the wood a little bit so it expands and contracts and you can kind of, like, get get it out of, like, the pores of the wood a little bit more. It's like squeezing a sponge. You're, like, yeah. trying to move the wood around. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yep. Yeah, just be very thorough. And honestly, like, you can le- so you can leave water in there for hmm, 24 to 48 hours. Maybe a last test would be fill it with just plain water, 48 hours. When you dump that out, taste that water. Hmm. And then see if you can perceive it. Are we trying to have no flavor in the water? Yeah, it's almost like, I, to, to describe potassium made by sulfide the way I... Uh, interpret it and i'm very sensitive it's like gag inducing barrel ass it's the best way to very colorful you know, barrel ass on burnt toast no there's no burnt toast but like <laughs> it's just like like you just like like the back of my throat like gets like closed up it's like even if i just smell it it's bad and going forward I actually just, I wouldn't use it. Or I'd use, like, one-tenth of what you should use. Just, like, the littlest bit. And then just spend a lot of time rinsing, making sure it's uh, holding water, and just, like, citric acid rinses. So just more mild things than potassium metabisulfide. I hate that stuff, so. And then they name all the they name all the characters. Raiden, I like Raiden too. Oh, Raiden. I love Raiden. Sub Zero. I like that he rolls the R a little bit. Sub Zero. Yeah, yeah. Also, Raiden was the only one who was a god. You know. Yeah. I mean, all the other players were just you know humans. Raiden was the lightning. Was god. Uh, Guru a god? Guru. Guru. Oh yeah, but he was like a boss, wasn't he? Yeah, but maybe he's god. What about uh, Sung Zhu? But we're getting into Mortal Kombat 2 territory now. Is that 2? Yeah. yeah oh, okay. I think so. Well, same canon. Okay, so next <laughs> question is from is Kenny Zamito. How can I get more funk out of my homebrew mixed fermentation Brett saisons? I All right, a- Kevin's about to walk in. Hold on. Can you play Mortal Kombat over the loudspeaker? Oh, I sure can, yeah. While he walks in. 
Oh, no. He didn't come in that room. Fail. Oh, I'm going to give you the signal, but okay. be ready to do yeah, that. Yeah, all right, hold on. Let, let me start yeah, it over. Yeah, start it over. And then we'll get to... Uh, Okay, it's, Kenny, re- it's ready to go. You Kenny's can signal question. me. Yeah, I'm going to read Kenny's question while we're waiting All here. Right. Uh, how can I get more funk out of my homebrew mixed fermentation bread seasons? I brew a lot of lower ABV sour funky beers, usually in the 4 to 5% range, and all have very minimal funk. Mm-hmm. Most grain bills include at least 20 to 30% wheat, and I'm usually matching around 155, 160. Um, oh, well, let me do the C more, the link. I can't read the rest of the question. Uh, more hops. Be 30 per- IBUs. To, that, that will be a perceived funk? I think it's the... Hold on, hold on. Kevin's coming. Mortal Kombat! <laughs> it took Kevin a minute there. Hey, Kev. <laughs> no. um, hey, grab some of this beer, dude. This beer yeah, from good. Springdale is freaking amazing. Friends in Merlot places. Yeah, so that's where we got a lot of the... Well, the same thing happened to the rare barrel for the first couple of years. And then we added more hops to the beer. More hops. Or they recently added more hops. Do you know any references? No, I'm, I wasn't even listening. Oh, well, oh, why would you be listening? Classic Kev. Classic Kev. <laughs> Right back. All right, after, after all these years, he's learned to tune us out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, no, that's where we saw the biggest thing. Um, aged hops, great thing to do. Aged hops. Go to your local homebrew shop, get their old whole cones, and just dry store them for a couple years. So here, so there's a follow, a couple follow-ups, because these are from uh, the Milk the Funk group, and so people are commenting on the thread. Eric oh, yeah. uh, Miller is commenting. He says, I second this. More specifically, I want more funk over sour in a light dry beer. I know there IBUs will inhibit, but I, I don't want, like, an IPA with funk. No. 25, 30 IBUs, you won't. I have never had any of our beers at that level, and I'm like, ooh, this is bitter or hoppy. No. Okay. Um, That's the answer. Gotcha. Easy. Easy peasy. Jason Mantello says, how would you propose expanding, if at all, BJCP categories for sours? We've talked about this a little bit before. You got thoughts on categorization? I don't know BJCP categories at all. Oh, yeah, yeah. Those are the... That might be a question more for, like, Jamil. Jamil would have thoughts on that. (laughs) (laughs) Johnny Cage. Jamil's initiative. Test your might. Oh yeah, test your might. All right, it's just stuck with me, I guess. <laughs> Serious question from Brazil, Rodrigo Marango. How to educate the local brewers on brewing mixed fermentation beers? Right now, the whole country has just like a you know three craft breweries that are trying them out. Hey man, I went down to Floripa. And did that exactly that. And there's a lot of people doing sour beers, so don't give me that three brewer shit, Rodrigo. Great craft beer country and the Catarina sours doing very well. Got a lot of great tropical fruit, kettle sours, there's people doing more long age sours. How to educate, you know, it takes a ton, a ton, a ton of time. It takes a ton of time. And Compare it to other beverages, you know, just say, here's what, you know, we have all these great tropical fruits. This is what makes those fruits translate even better into beer, more than a pale ale, more than a blonde beer. Um, so I would say put down the caipirinha 
and pick up <laughs> the Katarina. Boom. Do you remember the Who Ate All the Pies gibberish clip that I played? Friend of the Brain Network, Who Ate All the Pies. So just going back to the, uh, from the Milk the Funk thread to the email, I just wanted to read this from Robert Deal, uh, who had written in on Vindaloo. There was a Vindaloo comment, which made me think of Kuwait All the Pies. Mm-hmm. This, thing, this is from a few shows ago. Robert writes in, Bevo and the boys, even though Bevo's not here, good morning from Gulf Breeze, Florida. Been catching up on the Sour Hour podcast, five stars in my book. Thank you, Robert. We appreciate it. He said, what about Vindaloo? In a recent More Information with Beverly Moore, <laughs> the discussion turned to Vindaloo. This brought up a short discussion of an old listener from Australia who was sending Bevo photos from his bathroom. Oh this is back on the session many years ago. Uh, you also played an unintelligible <laughs> recording from him when he suggests, and you suggested that it started with Vindaloo. Vindaloo! Vindaloo! And uh, he says, I have another option. As a young submarine officer, I had a shore duty tour at the Royal Navy Submarine Headquarters. Among other things... I ha- thank I ha- you for your service. Thank. Well, it's a, he's an Aussie, so nah. yeah, still. Wait, uh, are they allies? I don't even know. Yes, they're allies. <laughs> are you sure? Yes. <laughs> You're leading. I don't know. <laughs> What about Iran? Are they allies? Okay. He says, among other things, I add two new words to this my vocabulary. Podcast, <laughs> I know. What <laughs> One was loo, the British ro- word for the room with the toilet. Uh, the bathroom oh, has yeah. the tub or the shower. So did your Aussie listener just start his rant with in the loo? <laughs> Makes sense to me. Keep up the great work, Robert. That's Captain Robert Deal Jr. I didn't catch a question in that, but let me just tell a quick story. So, <laughs> in the loo! <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of going places for homebrew conferences, by the way, I'm available if you want to invite me to a foreign, <laughs> foreign country. Um, for a I was in uh, Australia. No, well, I mean, if you fly me out there, I'll be there. <laughs> uh, true story. Um, when I was in Australia, I went out to dinner uh, with some some friends, and we had a whole uh, it was a lovely time and lovely dinner. But you know, at one point, after having many bottles of uh, local lovely wine. We got to talking about what different cultures call the bathroom, and my thing about uh, that the Aussies were calling it uh, the toilet is like, for for my ears, that just seems so direct that it implies an urgency for like how quickly you need to get there. Hmm. Like I, I do kind of more polite American version. Of I usually say restroom if I yeah, don't know restroom. where if I don't know where it is I'll go with restroom if I'm in someone's house and it's familiar I'll be like where's your you know where's your bathroom but the restroom seems like you know I might just go in there and chill for a little bit but if you ask where the toilet is <laughs> that's like give me the direct uh, yeah. path yeah. to this receptacle I don't care <laughs> I, I don't care I just need a toilet right yeah. now I don't care where the give toilet me is like, yeah. show me a toilet please where is a concave up <laughs> receptacle quickly now <laughs> a sink anything a bucket a pool how to say toilet in Australian dunny dunny have you ever heard did they say dunny they wouldn't say it to me though you know if they were at each other's house, I think. The Dunny. The, you came in here to work? <laughs> <laughs> Kevin's on his laptop, like, crushing his emails. Here is a question from <laughs> Max Long. It's like uh, your middle name and your uh, street name where you grew up. Uh, anyway, the porn sorry. star name? <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, the meltdown. <laughs> the meltdown is real. Christopher Palmer asked, what is a good amount of mixed... Wait, did you skip Max Long? Uh, we're going to get to him in a minute. I, I skipped a couple other questions by accident. You don't want to skip Max Long. My B. We're going to get to Max, I promise. What is a good amount of mixed culture, asks Christopher Palmer, to save for a future five-gallon batch? I mean, honestly, it depends on the source and how much Saccharomyces you have in there. So I'm, I'm assuming he made, let's say, a one-gallon or a five-gallon batch. Let's say five. I would treat it somewhat similar, except double or triple. Yeah, I'm, I'm comfortable with that. But <coughs> excuse me, it's smoking here. Um, you need to keep an eye on how quickly the culture is souring over time. And as it sours more, you may want to add some fresh Saccharomyces. You may want to lower the mash temp. You may want to up the hobbing rate. So just keep an eye on that. That's one of the things that all brewers have trouble with. After they do you know, a couple of years of sour beers, they get more sour, and then they either sink or swim. Kev, what kind of salad do you have for lunch today? Uh, homemade. Yeah? What was in it? Arugula? Chicken, no arugula. Mixed greens. Mm-hmm. Uh, tomato, cherry tomato. Red onion. Oh, tomato. Crouton. Mm. Cheese. cheese. Wow, good on you. It's a real salad. Cool. All right, next question. Here is Edward Cuevas. I have been wanting to make an uncarbonated sour. Speaking, you were talking uh, about yeah, we were uh, talking being about. on the verge of doing mm-hmm. that at the River. What would be the best way to do this? Uh, would it be to keg beer, purge, then just bottle with a beer gun? Are there any differences from bottle-conditioned beer to uncarbonated beer? I like the latter. The former. Sorry, former. Keg beer, purge, then just bottle mm-hmm. with a beer yep. gun? Yep. The only thing is you're not going to have that active re-fermentation and, and scrub out any oxygen pickup, which, again, I'm dubious on... That's a separate topic, but... So this beer might get some weirdness in the... As much yeah. CO2, it's counterintuitive. Put the flat beer in bottles. In the process, get as much CO2 in there as you can. Does that make sense? Into the bottle, not into the beer. Yes. You're not infusing it into the beer. It's just a part of the transfer. So put it into a keg. So purge the keg, put the beer into the keg. Then from the keg, pressure transfer out through the beer gun, purge into purged bottles. Mm-hmm. CO2 purged bottle. And then fill it vigor like quickly so everything comes out. So buffer on both sides, you know. It's like imagine the presidential motorcade. The cops on either side are the CO two. Got it. Good That's visual. Very good. Okay. Yeah. Political podcast. I'm imagining little little uh, little <laughs> flags on the top of your of each side of your beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the milk the funk flag. Uh, all righty, but there's more questions. But we Break. got what we got. One more segment. Yeah, we'll be right back. It's sour hour with Kevin. Pal. 
<laughs> the the people who come on who have like great voices, mm-hmm. I'm like, mm, it happens from time to time. You should shut up. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, like, and you know, they always we always know within like two syllables. Yeah, it's like one in twenty. Like our friend uh, Nick and Pelletieri. Nick and Pelletieri. Where do we have East Bay? While Scott's loading that up, we have a few updates. We have one update and a new beer. To this is Nick and Pelletieri with the East Bay, and you're listening to the Sour Hour on the Brew Network. Shut up, Nick. <laughs> Uh, he, should, he should be one of the Mortal Kombat characters. Another one of our beers that we just want to play. Nick and Military. <laughs> we're, we're like devolving. and we should, we should do one episode that's just like morning drive time yeah, with yeah, Scott yeah. and Jay. It's like lunch, the, yeah. our lunch meet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we wouldn't call it, of course. But like we would, way better? But a lot. Well, that's a given. Like way better. <laughs> uh, what beer do we have, Scott? This is great. This is from Wild Edge Brewing Collective, our mm-hmm. homies Wild Edge out in Colorado. A Belgian triple inspired beer fermented with apple cider, barrel aged for eight months in French oak with Brett. Mm-hmm. This one's clocking in at 8.5. 8.5, that's right on style. And I'm surprised with the cider in there, too, mm-hmm. that it's not higher. Mm. It's very good. It's like extra uh, effervescent yes. and dry. Two dry styles, you know. You got cider, you got triple, and triple can be can be cidery, in my opinion, a little bit. Not too sour. I don't even think. I mean, they didn't describe it at all as a sour beer. So, Brett barrels cider, mm-hmm. but just enough acidity from the cider to be very drinkable yep. and awesome. Yep. Yeah, thank you very much. Wonderfully done. Thank you, Wild Edge, for the awesome uh, care package. I'll bring it back. Oh, Scott, I have to interrupt. We have breaking news live. From the World Series of Poker, let's go to our correspondent, Scott Moscow Moskovitz. Bart Hansen has finished in fourth place. Oh my God, he he, he had he he, he had almost a, made it. He almost made it. He had eleven outs going to the river. Lots of cards that could keep him in the tournament. Did not catch one. If only he was me. If he was I live Jay, on the river, you would have made it on the turn. Actually, Jay's such a freaking. I live on a riverboat. <laughs> <laughs> For fourth place, Bart makes three hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Bart Hansen, awesome job. Way to go, Bart. Our homie Bart Proud Hansen. of you. Killing it. Enjoy your new villa in Phoenix, Arizona with that. <laughs> in cash. <laughs> yes. Oh, by the way, we forgot to talk about Mortal Kombat off the air. Let's do it after the show. All right. And uh, yeah, let's get into some questions. And then Scott has some stuff to do tonight. So let's get you on the road. Back to more poker. Here is Nolan Patrick Carpenter. I'm curious about the mechanisms and byproducts. NPC. Of, of br- Everyone goes by their initials, huh? Yeah. JG? It's almost Neil Patrick Harris, <laughs> you know, NPH, but... NPC! Curious about the mechanisms and byproducts of Britannomyces or other mixed firm organisms consuming wood, uh, what they're breaking down, and how much they will actually consume. I've heard of spirals being very well chewed up, but is there any chance a barrel could be eaten through? No. Not even... No matter how much time the bugs were given? No. Do they just hit a wall at some point? Like, why not? It's a pretty big wall. Like, for a tiny, tiny Easter bacteria, it's like a thick stave of oak. I believe cellulose? Cellulose? Mm-hmm. Cellulose, Cell- yeah. The, for the, the wood? wood? Yeah. yeah, the wood sugar. Yep. yep. Um, that's what they eat, but it's like, I mean, molecule by molecule, it's just not going to happen. I mean, pH 1... You know, one of the first oak barrels. Cellulose. Okay. There you go. Um, there's only one cellubios, but I don't know what the difference between those two are. Hmm. So pH1, for example, okay. um, 
still rocking, you know, still holding up. And sure. that was like 1997, 98. And then the, the Oak Barrels from even before that, read uh, Stephen Gale's uh, write-up on PH1 through Beer Advocate on that one. Great story. The rarest barrel. When was that from? I don't know. Make sure I get that title right because I want to give them credit. Here it is, Beer Advocate. Yes, the rarest barrel, mm-hmm. PH1's influence and inspiration. This is from April of 2016. And, oh, look, it's a picture of uh, tall Alex, Lauren. From yep, Lauren Limbach. And uh, a, a much better looking than right now, Jay Goodwin. Yeah, thinner. <laughs> <laughs> By all accounts. <laughs> yeah, PH1 has held up better than Jay. Uh-huh. <laughs> There is no doubt that that's true. <laughs> oh, look at this. And here's here in the first sentence is a seller at the time manager, Mike Macris. Never heard of him. Me neither. He only scored two goals on me the other night. No. And, uh, actually, he just got the one. No, he got he was one. Like, he was like, come to this game. I'm, you know, I'm pretty sure I'm playing. I, I think I, I, I text you. Yeah, you and did. I was like. I was wondering. I was, Jay texted me randomly last week and was like, do you have a hockey game tonight? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, yes, I do. I was and I was like, why talking is with Jay? Mike. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, that night we were up against Mike's team. And Stefan, I'm not sure if he, because he knew he was playing us, but Stefan was in the stands. Mm-hmm. There are not a lot of people that come to watch these games. So <laughs> you could tell where you, you, yeah. you look at you look everyone in the face in the state that's exactly right yeah there's like one usually there's like either nobody or I'm sure like he was one, heckling you too actually he was with i don't he was know like if, hashtag bring back stefan <laughs> i don't know if it was uh if it was his girlfriend or no he's married no it's it was not stefan's wife maybe it was mike's girlfriend mm-hmm. but stefan was virgie. sitting with virgie and she was yelling yeah. she was hollering through the I whole am... game not, Not surprised, surprised about by that. that. <laughs> Again, shout out to Virgie. Yeah, and but they definitely beat us, uh, and uh, he definitely got a goal on me. Oh man, I got a couple. I, I, I saved three or four, but he he got he got one. He got one by me. Isn't he? Does he play defense? Yeah, he got. He shot it from the He's blue line. He's a slapper. Yeah, so he got a slapper through the five hole, but but I was screened. I didn't see it, but I still should have had it. No tips. No no tips. I couldn't see oh, the puck. Man. I was screened. There was a, a melee in front. I mean, yeah, that's. And yeah. he, but he made a great shot. I mean, he yeah. made a great shot. And God damn it, Mike, I'm going to get you next time. Anyhow, the rarest barrel. <laughs> so PH1 is held up. So in other words, well, but yes. see, but that's still. I would think for a it's buzz, not going to eat through. No, even if it was given instead of 20 years, 100 years, it just can never. Yeah, but I mean, it's we'll just all too be much wood. Yeah, who, yeah. Cares? <laughs> who gives a crap? <laughs> all right, fair enough. <laughs> Here's a question from Joshua Smith. So many sours that aren't pasteurized or hopped up, quote-unquote, will continue to sour with age, often becoming too sour by the time they're to be drunk. The old sour creep, I call it. What's the best way to mitigate (laughs) against this, apart from amping up hops or pasteurizing? Pitch rate? Drying the beer out initially. Do you like a Brett Sack culture? Dry it out and then add your sour culture. Now, you have to have a strong sour culture or some beer to blend in. Like with a with the appropriate amount of acidity, like I don't know, eighty twenty, and then you'll end up with like a nice, lightly tart sour beer. Now, if you don't have that option, yeah, it's really hard because you have to just maintain your culture over time. But th- those are the ways. I mean, hopped up. That's not. I don't know. The way Scott said it was like it's a bad thing, but that's a good thing. Um, that'll oh. inhibit it. Yeah, I'm not sure how Josh meant it. He's got it in. He's got it in quotes. Yeah. Yeah, you were just skewing negative. That's all. Hopped I'm just, up. I'm all the kids are hopped up on <laughs> uh, dope these again, days. Again, going back to the other um, questioner, it, it's not hoppy. The beer's not hoppy at 25 or 30 IBUs, so I wouldn't worry about that. But yeah, attenu- attenuative primary yeast without bacteria in there 
or just delayed edition. Not not all up front. Next, here's Dexter Ellis. This Lord is- of the Man! <laughs> read the question in the back. Yeah. This is, uh, now we're going to go to the email here. The email from uh, is from Dexter Ellis. He says, hey, y'all, blah, blah, you're the bee's knees, etc. Jay just put his hand over my hand and slid the potentiometer <laughs> up. That's, that felt weird. It's wow. Like just, no one's going to know what that means. You, you never touch a black man's potentiometer. Wow. Morgan added that out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. He says, uh, question about oxygen. I can't think straight. Question about oxygen with PDO. I know Jay said he would never introduce. No! I know Jay says no, but what about starters? No. No. You do not introduce Next. oxygen? Okay. Next. Sorry. No doubt. Also, I, just no. Wouldn't, I wouldn't do a PDO-only starter. It's just too great of a risk of cross-contamination of bad stuff. So not when building up dregs? Not for- Dreg- oh, well, dregs. I mean, that's going to have yeast in there. So the yeast will take care of that. Okay. so Don't, you- like, crazy over-oxygenate it. But-, but yes, when building up dregs. Yeah. Thank you, Dexter, for the email. Thanks. Sorry for yelling over you. Tracy Hutton says, I'm a, uh, starting a brewery, focus on mixed uh, culture barrel fermentation. I'm hoping to do some primary fermentation and fruiting in IBC water tanks. Not- sure, we transport wort with stainless steel IBC totes that are appropriate for beverage uh, production. Many breweries do this, and that's fine. I'm looking at it. It's like a ribbed uh, laundry basket Something, tank something thing. container. Okay. Oh, wait, what? Right? Is that it? That's not what they look oh. like? Oh, so so I, yeah, so I use these stainless ones, Scott. Okay. So we're looking at a we're bunch we... of different pictures. The IBC that if you just type in like IBC totes, that's like people put uh, brewing waste in them, trube, dumping yeast at larger breweries. Um, some of them have no tops, and winemakers use them for great like putting grapes in, um, and they're like plastic, but you know, food grade plastic. I prefer the stainless ones. They're more expensive, but that's what I would do. Other people have done the plastic ones. Good luck with your uh, new brewery, Tracy. Mm-hmm. She said the name. Uh, it's act- it looks he, like it's a, it looks or like she, it's a sorry. Um, no, no name mentioned. All right. Here is Tony Smith. I want to produce a grand crew by Rodenbach. I harvested some of the yeast, and I have a good idea about the recipe. What yeast? Uh, he's probably going to address in the question right now. Was wanting to know if there is any way I will be able to produce the flavors, uh, like the red wine flavors, from barrel aging. I'm guessing I will have to use new barrels. Is that the end of it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Rodenbach, I thought, is pasteurized. So, no yeast. Do you remember Rudy saying that? You know what? I think I might have saw saw on this, seen it, uh, I seen it before. Uh, can you? <laughs> I, I think there's seen it. There's might be like a some oh, comments from the. Yeah, there is. People. Okay, you're right. Ian McLeod says, uh, "Pretty sure that beer is pasteurized. Whatever yeast you got is wild." And then there's a Thurston saying, "Definitely pasteurized." So confirmed pasteurized. Okay. But then let's go back to the original question. How do you get these flavors? Mm-hmm. What, what was it? Red, red uh, yeah, yeah, well, he was saying, uh, like, we yeah, have red wine flavors. Will, it be, will those flavors come from barrel aging? Yeah, in red wine barrels, for sure. I don't like putting beer in even freshly emptied wine barrels, which we have great access to here, and then leaving them, leaving them for a long time and waiting for them to soak up 
that flavor. I'm all about, like, there's a certain timeline for the fermentation and the long barrel aging, which is like a, a long secondary fermentation. And I don't want to be dictated to by the extraction of what is in the oak going into the beer. That's, to me, it's like that's I'm giving up control as to when that beer is going to be ready. And it could be years. And I'm not comfortable, yeah, I'm not comfortable, like, saying, oh, this beer's going to be, you know, tasting good for years. And then when the barrel decides that there's been enough extraction, we're ready to go. So we've transitioned from, hey, this is a cool sour beer aged in these awesome barrels to we just add that wine. Like, we add the wine grapes, not wine, I should say. We don't add a wine. Uh, <laughs> wine beer hybrids of the future. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, wine grapes, we do wine uh, grape fermentation. And that's, I mean, if you want red wine flavor, do that. Now, that being said, there are ways where you can make, like, we made a beer called uh, Shadows of Their Eyes. We still make it, but it's like essentially an Oud Bruin type beer. Kevin is thanks, nodding feverishly. Thanks, Kevin. Um, and again, I won't, uh, you know, I don't, I'll, I'll say, I, I say names when I know I can attribute comments to people. This is not one of those situations, but um, the first time we went to World Beer Cup and Shadows of Their Eyes, and that's, that's the international one. So that's like we're up against you know, the people who make this style. Shadows of the Rise won a bronze for um, Bruin slash Flanders Red. So essentially the Rodenbach category. Mm-hmm. Yep. And there was a brewer who I ran into at uh, Falling Rock. Vinny Chalurzo. <laughs> at Falling Rock, who uh, uh, came up to you and said he, he judged that category. And he, like, sort of confronted me. He was like, you put cherries in this beer. I said confronted. That's the wrong word. Uh, he cornered he you in the hallway. He approached yeah. me. Uh-huh. Yeah. He, 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 he did like <laughs> the forearm against the neck up against the wall. We were eating salads. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on my way to get the this, toilet. Get Kevin a mic. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. But then it ended up being like a compliment because, you know, we didn't. Um, it was like pretty standard. This cool dynamic that was there from not adding cherries. Yep. It was, uh, it was from, to me, it was from the sour beer and the malt bill. Like, so it was like that crystal malt, crystal malt, <laughs> crystal malt. Thanks, God, for that. Uh, I turned my mic off. I know, but I heard it. You know. <laughs> I was going to thought you were going to say you smelled it. Where's the drop? Where it's you just like it, yeah. can, we, can we can we cut out Andrew's uh, comment? Like, how long does this take to edit? Oh, yeah. And then like we should just drop that all the time. Because <laughs> when because when we're when, we're when we're recording, even if it doesn't make the show, it's just like we look at each other sometimes and it's just like. Scott, you got to edit this thing, man. <laughs> Believe me, man. I spend plenty of time in the edit bay on this show. Oh, I know. You know, the reason people think it's so good is because I make it good. Wow. I feel like that's a shot at me. Kevin, what do you think? It's the hosting or the editing? I would say... <laughs> what show is this? <laughs> how, did, how long does it take you guys to edit this shit? I feel like this is, I'm telling, you know, I hate doing this. I like, I'm telling another story about a cool thing that happened to me, but <laughs> <laughs> I was hanging out with uh, Jean. Yeah. Vizier. I was like, 
Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, but it was like a Belgian brewer who like definitely knows Rodenbach well. And so getting back to your question, there are ways to drive kind of those fruity, dark, red fruit, cherry, not quite raspberry, but like currant, red wine characters and beers that just come from fermentation. So I would focus summing it up. I would, if you really, really want it and you don't want to chance it, put the fruit in there. Second, develop a dark sour recipe that is, that conjures that fruit. I would recommend 10% C60 or something like that. Crystal malt. And after that, just, just don't rely on long-term barrel aging because it's a tricky game. And that doesn't have anything to do with the nuts and bolts of the fact that it's a pro brewery. Like, in other words, I'm a home brewer. No, I have all the yeah. time in the world. No. It's not, not a time By the way, I, and I, this, I feel like I try not to say this because it's like a total cop-out on this show. But, dude, soak some cubes in red wine and put it in the beer. Boom. If I was a home brewer, that's what I would do sure. and make great beer. As one more quick aside, I remember you you telling me that's how you, uh, you know, a big driver of what sort of fruit you decide to put in a beer. When you do do fruit, is oh mm. the beer already? Yeah, you you. Thank you for that. <laughs> you were doing it. You were doing it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, I remember having Fields Forever at the anniversary party last year, and uh, yes. there was only you only made it once, the one time, right in fourteen or thirteen or whatever it was. Uh, we made it again. You did. Okay. Uh, well, it was you were you were pouring was, the vintage. Yep. Mm-hmm. This is right when you walked in. Yes, I and it was several years old, and it was like I couldn't believe the strawberry flavor it was so good. Mm-hmm. And uh, you were saying like, well, yeah, that beer had. We it's not like we planned. This is a strawberry beer. You had you had a base that kind of had strawberry characteristics to begin with. Yeah, much and I would like say this, it's more cherry like. Same as uh, it, it wasn't even more strawberry. It was just like I think it's there is some strawberry left, so it connects that cherry and strawberry thing. R- right, in your mind. right, yeah. You know, to that point, if your 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 beer was tasting like per this Belgian brewer who wanted to know if you had cherry or no, insisted that you did have cherries. Would he that, slapped me in the face. All right, if yeah, you really want, no, no. He, he backhanded <laughs> you with a white glove. The beer would lend itself perfectly to a cherry addition, right? Or maybe some yes, other yeah, kind. Yeah, no, that's right. Because because that's then right. over time, you could open it years later once yes. the fruit, quote unquote, has dropped out, and it will still be cherry flavor. It's been the plan all along with driving great flavors in the base beers, and just saying it's either a contrasting thing where it's like, oh, this would go well, accent with apricot or something like that, or this is a same same blend. And it's like, oh, yeah, this would go great with strawberry. So this was cherry strawberry, which isn't exactly opposite. It's not exactly the same. It's just like a, a parallel, maybe I would say, for the for that Fields Forever beer. So, yeah, just be good. Be good at making sour beer, and then it'll work. Here's one more. Nailed it, Kevin. From Sean McVay. What? <laughs> Head coach of the St. Louis, uh, L.A. Rams. Oh. He's in the Super Bowl. He's also apparently a brewer. He just got uh, engaged to a model, his model girlfriend. <laughs> what? Guy in sports marrying a model? That's weird. He's a coach. <laughs> I know. I said in sports. I didn't say an athlete. And coaches don't marry a model. Oh, I'm sorry. Coaches. Have you seen the guy? He, he kind of looks like Kevin. If Kevin and Scott had a baby, that's exactly what Oh, my right, God. It's exactly what he looks right. like. Sean Holy McVay? shit. <laughs> Who's he the coach of? Uh, L.A. Rams. Sean McVay. Uh, oh, I, all right. Yeah, yeah, I see it. 
Kevin is not approved, but I see it. Sure. So that, that's like Kevin's great looks uh-huh. and Scott's hair, hair, hair color. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good-looking ginger. Is that what you're saying? He's good-looking despite his hair color? I mean, off the air, we'll Google his wife. <laughs> Here, I'm gonna We're going to cut that out. his wife right now. Ron McVeigh, wife. Fiance. Is this her? That is the look of a stoked man right there. He drinks coffee for sure. <laughs> okay. We need to do one more here so we can get the hell out of this train. Oh, right. one other NFL coach. Or, I, I thought that was pretty good. That's I started looking good. at you guys. I was like, wait, oh, my God. Wait, wait, what? That's pretty good. They even they even spell it exactly the same way. Seen McVeigh. Oh, wait. Yeah, we didn't even answer Sean's. Yeah. Seen. Yeah. <laughs> How do you test blends on the small scale with spices like cinnamon, nutmeg, etc.? I'm doing this today, and it just will not dissolve. Should I let it steep and filter it? Get back to work. You lost the Super Bowl. <laughs> So it depends whether you're talking about whether the ingredient works with the beer or how much of the ingredient to put into the beer. So when we started at the Rare Barrel, we did, I should say, this is when no one worked there, so I did. uh, I just got, I went to the spice company and I just ordered one of everything and then put it into a bunch of jars, like 30 jars, and put, filled it up, whatever it was, lavender, cinnamon, whatever those are the only two things i can think of uh fill up a jar pour sky vodka in it and then leave it for two weeks and then i would uh take an eyedropper and then kind of off our taps i would just take our golden sour beer start dropping drink it be like okay can't get that a few more drops mm, okay maybe a few more and then i started to learn about what is the intensity relative intensity of these ingredients how does it pair well with sour beer and just kind of went from there it's like okay uh vanilla is very intense chamomile is not very intense do they both go with sour beer me personally i think chamomile a little bit better than vanilla but we put vanilla in plenty of sour beers However, both of those have a similar mouthfeel, you know, which one's more aromatic, which one's bitter, which one's intriguing. So that's, that's how we started with that. Kev? Can I add to that uh, question? What, what is the volatility? How, how can you gauge the volatility of said? might be intense when you taste it out of the dropper or the tincture. Mm-hmm. Tinctures. Tinctures. But maybe it's gone and after a period, like a quick period of time. Can't, couldn't tell um, personally. And thanks, thanks for the question, Kevin. Uh, Kevin's te- question was brought to you by Sour Beer Blog. Yeah, we can tell at the time. So one good example of that is uh, our beer, Cosmic Dust, which uh, was a golden sour. With yeah, go ahead, Kevin. Back to Kevin. I, I didn't want to interrupt. I, I, I've had. Well, you did. <laughs> I've had a bottle, an old vintage bottle of that, yeah. where and and that beer fresh, mm-hmm. where it was the. That's the hibiscus. Hibiscus. Uh, had that, that that pink hue, and I had it in a couple years later, and that pink hue was gone. Yes. I don't recall the flavor to being me, as. I mean, you you uh, you're very attuned to it, so thank you. I like to attune into this podcast. <laughs> uh, no, that's awful. <laughs> um, we'll edit that out. <laughs> that's uh, going to be the end of show. Quick. Yeah, yeah. You're hearing um, it twice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So that I think that's another good example of when we started, we got our most floral beer, 
and backed up the hibiscus with that because I didn't know actually when the first time we added it in original cosmic dust, I didn't know that would turn out that well. Actually, gold medal winner, right? Yes, thank you. That's another one where we built in a very floral uh, beer, base beer. Uh, not expecting it to fall off, but then it did. I mean, it definitely did. So, gold medal winner, right? Despite that, yes, it did win gold. Kevin, we get it. So, to answer your question, Kevin, no, I can tell the volatility up front. But then we learn with time, for sure. That most, most of those things we were messing around with, like on the spice end of things, like not, not volatile. I think we all knew no fruits, relative volatility, hops, coffee, stuff like that. So once we went through the spices one time, we were just ready to go. So that's that's one thing. Uh, that's does the ingredient work? But the amount, maybe I would just do that with yeah, the eyedropper. So it's just like if you want to get really technical, instead of filling filling up a jar and they're all the same size jars, go by weight. That's the other thing, you know. Because once you add it to the beer, you're not going to be like, here's a liter of chamomile that I'm putting into, you know, my five gallon carboy. You're going to do it by weight, right? That that would be my other suggestion. What else do you have for me, Kevin? Gold medal winner, right? I was piggybacking <laughs> on uh, Sean McVay. You guys, baby, baby boy. Just, you know, family. I mean, do you think Janelle and Danica would be down with each other? I, I can imagine a pretty <laughs> decent life with you, you know? Good looking kid. <laughs> have a tidy house, that's for sure. Yes, yes, we whistle, whistle clean <laughs> for sure. Uh, all right, there's just one more very quick one here before we wrap up. It's from Andrew Zinn, and he needs to know. It's in all capitals. Our friend, Andrew. What's up, buddy? 12 question marks from our buddy Andrew. He says, Is this infected? Wait, the show? <laughs> <laughs> Hell no, this show is a. Gold medal winner, right? We haven't won any awards for the podcast, which is bullshit. <laughs> we haven't even been nominated. No gotta, noms? <laughs> you got to start with a nom. Noms on nuns? <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that. Yes, as, nominated uh, what, what, uh, what awards have the Burn, has the Burn Network won? I don't think anything. Like a Stitcher or something? No, I don't believe any podcast awards. Oh, Homebrew Club. Best of, of iTunes. Year. Oh, yeah. That's, you're absolutely right. But that had nothing to do with us. It's not us. a podcast, I that guess. That was the Brewers listeners. Hey, where's my hardware for that? Since I started. Oh, you, they the stopped year? winning after you came on board, I think. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think I think I need four awards. By the way, this September, five years for the Sour Hour. That's right. Oh, Round wow. in the five-year mark. Recorded August. August? August. 2014. And then uh, went live in September. Yep. Yep, coming up on it. So it'll be right around, uh, it's like the biggest thing happening in September of uh, 2019 by far in the <laughs> studio. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a a distant second might be the Hop Grenade's fifth anniversary. Yeah. Whoa. Oh, by the way. Speaking uh, of. Yeah. Well, I can't, I don't know, like, this, I, is, I this is tricky territory for me, but. For Jay, but we can say whatever we want. Hypothetically, a beer is ready. <gasps> yeah, but it sounds like an Labels HR are in-house. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, we don't have an HR department. And uh, I've gotten some texts from some uh, BN slash HG staff saying they already had a little preview taste. <gasps> Wet? Wet. Oh, yeah. That they loved it. It was pre-QC, right? Or it was QC bottle pre-whatever uh, mm-hmm. you call it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Whoa. We're live. <laughs> Not for long. <laughs> On the side. <laughs> Not for long. Let's get the hell out of here. Can I work Saturday nights? <laughs> Kev, can I come work with you? 
You have to talk to Eric. I know. We, oh, both shit. of us are dying to make some money Eric in the stupid me. industry. Can we please come bartend Eric one night? Eric hates me. <laughs> <laughs> Eric, right. Eric seems like he hates everybody. It's not, it's not you. <laughs> Love you, Eric. Uh, thanks to sponsors. Thanks to the listeners. Thanks for all the questions. Thanks to Kevin. Thanks to Scott. Thanks to Jordan, the only person Eric doesn't hate. Until next time, stay sound. Most hours, more problems.